0: Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Rated Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, fashion, wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, then subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LDR Network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's up, everybody? I'm Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22. This is Ben the NFL week number 11. And I'm with my, uh, my co-host. It wasn't here last week, but here is this week. Derek Wesley, also known as D-Weezy. What's going on, man?
1: Not much. Ready to get in these lines and find a couple more winners to give the people. All
0: right, man. Glad to have you back. Um, you know, it's always always good to have you more more opinions, more information, and that equals more money. Um so yeah, we'll just get uh right into it. Uh we'll, we'll far, first start with the recap of the week. Um and I'll start with the favorites. And uh this was a bit of a di- different week. Um uh something you don't see uh all the time is the favorites got their ass kicked. Um and and straight up wise um they they went six and eight in week 10 that gives them 88 61 and one overall and obviously you see that straight up favorites mostly win um, most of the time but this week they it, it's some that you don't see every 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 week uh is that they actually uh were lo- they were on the losing side this time uh wh- 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 um any thoughts on um uh how that happened of, of all these um you know straight up um upsets?
1: happen this week um personally i mean not to say it's a fluke but i think it could just be one of those weeks that you see occur every now and then you know not unheard of um but yeah uh middle of the year some teams coming off by some teams you know still haven't gotten to the by uh It doesn't shock me that the potential for something like this occurs. Um, You know, you get the right combination in a week. I mean, it was just the other week that everybody in the NFL was talking about how there was only one matchup between two teams with winning records. So to say that. You know, the favorites lost outright. My first question would be, you know, how many of these favorites were serious favorites, you know, more than, say, four or five-point favorites. Um, because at the end of the day, regardless of who's playing who, you're going to have a favorite and an and, underdog. And,
0: and we saw a couple of these lines uh, shift late in the in, in the week. Um, like the Steelers Saints uh, is one that I think switched favorites. Uh, later on as they got closer to the game also um the cardinals and rams game i think switched uh, as well so uh that that can be attributed to um a lot of upsets happening um that that happened um but also uh, to go along with that the, the against the spread uh the favorites went 5 and 9 uh uh underdogs just keep on winning uh 60, 62 84 in 4 um big uh, all season long underdogs are hitting. Uh, so just want to keep um, just keep betting the dogs because um, it's, it's it's working out. Home teams eight and five um in week 10, 79, 63 and one so pretty much uh no change there straight up with, with the home teams winning against the spread. uh they 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 finally got an edge on the away teams we saw earlier in the season away teams were winning against the spread now it has shifted to more the home teams are winning they finally have the edge at 73 72 and 4 and um finally the the over and unders um points are finally starting to get um slowly starting to be scored uh week 10 they went seven and seven um usually the under uh has the edge every week this time we see a more uh evened out um and but still overall um the unders have hit way more than the then the overs at 60, 88, and two. All right. And we'll, next we'll get to uh, the biggest upset of the week, uh, which came in. The Washington Commanders plus 11 on the money line. They were plus 390 at Philadelphia Eagles. was on Monday night. Um, this is why, you know, big point spreads and divisional matchup um, are so scary. Because rivals know each other, especially a rival that has been uh, hot in recent weeks, like the commanders have, um, since you know honey Key took over. Um and, and this is why that's why trouble betting uh these, these games, that's why I stay away from these big points spreads, especially in individual matchup. Um the Eagles, you know, you know, got their weaknesses kind of exposed in this game. The run defense, they've been a problem for them um for the for the most part of the season. Uh, they gave up 152 yards on the ground. Uh, the, the Eagles' inability to score in the second half also showed up. Uh, they only scored 70 po- seven points in the second half. They had a bunch of turnovers. Uh, that included three fumbles and an interception. Uh, Eagles couldn't really run the ball, barely had the ball in all, at all in the game, really. And um, McLaurin uh, just had a lot of good plays for the commanders, got eight receptions, 128 yards. Um, get get the big plays for them. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, uh, I've been saying, I haven't really bought into the Eagles, uh, even though they've had the best record and they still have the best record. Um, But, you know, just because of the flaws that have showed up in in this game in particular, I just haven't really bought into the Eagles. I don't really see this offense being sustainable, uh, especially now in the playoffs. And you see what happens when they play uh, a, a team twice in a season uh, that, that didn't really work out for them in the second time. And I think that can they can run into some more trouble going forward um, and when they see other teams, better teams, and teams that they've seen already in the season, like the in, in the division. But what do you think about uh, this game?
1: Which, which game? Oh, yeah, uh, Monday Night Football. Um, as you said, yes, I agree with you. Uh, when the with a large spread in a divisional matchup, it can definitely get risky trying to play it either way. Um, just because you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you can get two teams that are at opposite ends of the standings in the division, put them on the field, and you get a one two point game outcome as far as margin of victory. You can throw spreads out the door, you can throw totals out the door um on i mean i think the best market to potentially try and target a division matchup would probably be in the live markets if that's available uh where you're at uh because it gives you a chance to see what these teams are doing against each other whether it be you know the first 5 minutes of a game the first half of the first quarter or even if you want maybe waiting a little bit later, looking for a specific number on something. Uh, But, yeah, just when it comes to those large spreads, it can definitely get a little risky simply because you don't know what you're going to get. And, you know, everybody probably expected um, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to walk away with this game. And, unfortunately, they just – Had a bad game. It might have been their first bad game of the season, but that's all it takes is having a bad game and the other team going out there and being able to perform. And you get an outcome like what we saw, where a team was, you know, I don't know the closing line on the spread off the top of my head, but a four or five point underdog win by double digits. That definitely says that the spread didn't reflect. The potential outcome of this game now that could have a lot to do with it just being a divisional matchup maybe the eagles have an off night i definitely wouldn't say that the commanders were the better team but when it came to monday night they clearly were the better team on the field
0: yeah uh definitely like you said you don't really have to be the better team in divisional matchups um that's why they always said you know throw out the records because um, they just know each other so well, and it, it, it can go either way um, in those type of games. Um, next, we'll get to the largest cover against the spread. Came in the Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins, um, minus three and a half. Um, with the Dolphins are uh, laying the points. Um, you know, his back, obviously, and he's been red hot since he's been back. Um, the Dolphins have now won four straight games scoring over 30 points in the last three games he had another good day uh threw for three touchdowns just kind of overwhelmed the browns uh with their office of firepower jeff wilson uh jr who just got to the, the dolphins um via trade uh went off for 17 carries 119 yards and touchdown uh browns uh only gave it to chubb uh 11 times and which is a big reason um why they got blown out um you know, if they don't give it to him, uh, it's likely they're going to lose. Um, you know, uh, the Browns couldn't really keep pace with them. Um, and, you know, they were just were nowhere near uh, covering the spread at all. Um, they were always behind around 14 points uh, pretty much the entire game.
1: Yeah, this is one game where I was surprised the spread was as short as it was Um Going into the game, I believe it was minus three and a half for the Dolphins. Like you said, in most places, um, that just seemed like a very short line. I think a lot of people expected the uh, defense of Cleveland to maybe show up a bit more, giving them the ability to feed Chubb, control the clock, try and run the ball, you know, maintain a time of possession, things like that. And unfortunately, as we saw, this is not a team that can come back when they get behind. And Miami was able to get out to a lead and maintain it throughout the rest of the game. And Cleveland had no real counter answer or counter to what Miami was doing.
0: All right. Next, we got the bad beat of the week. And that's obviously, you got to come in the Minnesota Vikings at the Buffalo Bills. Bills were minus three and a half. You know, it was just one of the worst types of blunders to just fumble right there in your own end zone um, because of a bad snap. Um, then the obviously the Vikings recover the ball for a touchdown, take the lead. But the Bills were up uh four points covering the spread with only 49 seconds left. They all they had to do is, is run off less than a minute off the clock. And they couldn't do that. And what was even worse than that. Uh, a couple of drives before the bills had a 10 point lead and they were on the Minnesota seven yard line, uh, ready to go up by 17 points. That's when Josh Allen throws a, a, a bad pick uh, at the five yard line, uh, which allowed the Vikings to go down, cut the lead to four. And, you know, they even, even had a chance in overtime. They could have even covered in overtime, but obviously they let the Vikings go down, take the field goal. And even if they had scored a touchdown, After that, to win the game, it still would not cover the spread. But that is the bad. uh, They had a chance to cover, multiple chances to cover.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you that this is a bad beat uh, for sure. Um, As you were saying, you know, having that many chances to uh, cover is definitely a heartbreaker, um, especially, you know, in the instance like what we saw uh, having the lead late in the game. You see the Vikings drive all the way downfield, go for it on um, fourth down in the red zone at the one-yard line, and if I'm not mistaken, even got extra chances at uh, at the goal line and were still shut out, and then we see them come back uh, and mishandle the snap and fumble it in the end zone vikings cover uh recover that fumble and i mean really it just seemed all downhill from there uh by far this is probably one of the meaner bad beats out there and i pro and i actually have another one uh for you that you may like um i was on the under 41 in the Thursday night game last week with the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. And sure enough, if there weren't a couple missed extra points and field goals and things in that game, that sure enough helped ensure that that under 41 came in. And, you know, really it's about perspective. You know, I was holding that under 41. Oh, I was, I was loving it. I was sitting in the stand screaming and hollering about some missed extra points. Yeah, absolutely. It's um,
0: all about what side uh, you're on when it comes to the bad B. Obviously, if you're on the wrong side.
1: Yeah, like you said, you know, it definitely matters what uh, side you're on. Uh, And I think, you know, a lot of that, uh, you know, just, you know, it boils down to, uh, you know, like I said, that perspective, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, luck's involved with a lot of this and the best you can do is handicap something and hope it plays out in your favor in the way you thought. And if it doesn't, maybe you get lucky.
0: Absolutely. All right, I get to my personal um bet, bets of the week. Uh, I did not have a great week uh went two and three um but still have a winning record. I still have, uh, uh 26, 23 and one still on the winning side overall. Um, but uh, my best pick, my best bet was taking the, the Steelers. Plus two and a half um, uh, over the Saints. Uh, and last week, I I did say I wasn't very confident in this bet. I didn't really have a lot of my with um They looked pretty awful, um, so I was like, I'm just gonna bet the other way against them. And you know what? It worked out for me. And that's pretty much all I went off of. And, you know, sometimes it, it just works out like that and, and you get lucky.
1: Exactly. I'd be the wrong person to tell you to you know ignore your gut or something like that. I think the best people in this business, they will tell you, yes, a lot of stats and info go into the decision making. But there are some instances where, yes, your gut is a prime factor. Into that decision-making process, and sometimes that can be a tool that you can't measure.
0: Yeah, and and this is like I said, this was one of the 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 lines actually shifted because like I got him two mat two and a half on Tuesday, and by the end of the week, this game was uh the Steelers were actually favored by one, um, so that 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 was also I see that I actually was getting points on that one, um. But my worst bet was um, obviously the Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders minus six. Uh, I just did not think uh, uh, an interim head coach with no experience would come in here and uh, win a game. I thought they were completely taken, which they they were taken, but they ended up winning the game. Um, I just don't know how that happens. Sometimes the simplest answer to why that happened um, is the right answer. And that is because the Las Vegas Raiders suck. And that is just that's that's just the bottom line of it. Uh they, they're really bad. Um Saturday made the decision to go back to Matt Ryan. Obviously, I didn't know that when I made the bet on Tuesday. Um, but uh, you know, they they go they finally get Jonathan Taylor going. Um, he had 147 yards on touchdown. Matt Ryan um had a, a pretty decent game. Um, but the defense, uh, the Raiders' defense has been bad all season, and it couldn't even look worse when you saw Matt Ryan just running order to go uh, when the Raiders were up by one. Just a sad sight there. Um, and you know, Matt Ryan, you know, throws win touchdown two plays later. You know, I was very confident um, that they, the Raiders, were probably going to blow them out. But uh, yeah, like I said, they just suck and. That's why
1: they lost. Yeah, I thought for sure there was no way that the Colts would be walking away with a victory Sunday. Um, You know, not to say that it would all be Saturday's fault, but there just seems like a lot's going wrong there. And when you look across the field and see the Las Vegas Raiders, you clearly see there's more going – more – dysfunction taking place with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts, which is mind-boggling given all that we've heard over the past couple of weeks about how things have been playing out in Indianapolis. Um So, yeah, I think that to say that there, that there is someone out there outdoing the Colts as far as the worst organization in the NFL right now, that's just... A bit sad <laughs>
0: yeah definitely uh, uh all right uh how did you do uh last week we did not hear you any of your picks last week so um,
1: um yeah. uh, and that might have been for the better because i didn't have a winning week um i had a few teasers that didn't come through one that uh did come in i was uh on the panthers game teasing the spread uh panthers plus eight and a half the i took the under and so i was able to get more but as i said earlier you know i was on the under on the game total expecting that to hit the teaser i had for the panthers that came in um clearly because the panthers won outright and we came in under 41 um i was on the uh the cleveland browns in their game i thought that that might be a closer matchup that we'd see more um more of a rushing attack, and that clearly wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think, uh, for the most part, um, as I mentioned, that uh, a game total under was my best bet on the week. Ended up getting burned in one teaser that I had because of Josh Allen and his fumble, because if he doesn't fumble, we don't go to overtime. Buffalo wins outright and covers a minus Mm. one, which hits a three-leg teaser, which means I win. But, no, that's not the case. No, we can't have that. No, Josh Allen has to do Josh Allen-like things. And I I wish I could say it was the center's fault. I, I saw the snap. I wish I could say it was the center's fault. No, it was a good snap. He just rushed it. I don't I don't know I don't know how to express it accurately into words without cussing, but <laughs> yes, it was Josh Allen's fault. And the fact that he was unable to fall on the ball at his feet, a safety would have saved the day, most likely, and we didn't even get that. So yeah. Those that's that's how my uh, you know, football weekend was going last week.
0: All right. Before we get into our bets this week, uh, we like to help you guys out to make some money. So if you guys can help us out by liking um, this video and subscribing to not this channel, but our new channel uh, that this show uh, is moving to uh, next week. This is the last show on this channel that Betting NFL will be on the Let's Get Ready Network uh, YouTube channel. We will be moving to the Let's Get Ready uh, Network the highlights channel. So please go over there and subscribe to that channel because that is where this, uh, uh, this show will be on for, for the rest of the time we, uh, do this. Uh, so go do that. And if you really want to support us, uh, you know, join our Patreon. Um, the link is in the description down below. Um, and join whatever tier that fits you. Um, so go ahead and do that. All right, and we will now get into our bets for week 11, and I will start with the on, uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts, plus 6.5. I'm taking the Colts plus 6.5. Uh, I'm a big believer in momentum carrying over from a big win into the next game. Um especially when there's a major change at quarterback or head coach. And in this case, the Colts did both. Um, I picked the Jets and the commanders after their wins, when they made their change from uh, at their quarterback position. And they both carried that kind of juice that they got um, from making the change from Zach Wilson or Taylor Heineke. And then the next game, they won those games. Um, so I'm going to go with the Colts again, take a, uh, a, uh, um a, thinking that the, they're gonna carry that over, that carry that momentum into this next game, especially if they're at home. Um um you know I, I think that does factor in here. Um they're getting six and a half points. Uh Eagles just came off a sloppy game on Monday night losing to the commanders. Um uh, the Eagles have trouble stopping the run and guess who's back? Jonathan Taylor's back in action. Um, he, he looks like his back to his old self. I think the Eagles are gonna have, once again have a, a problem stopping the run. Um, if the Colts can manage to keep it close or even take the lead in the first half, then I think the Eagles uh, will have trouble again scoring in the second half, which has been their um, been their problem pretty much all season. And I think that will ensure the Colts covering the spread. I don't think they'll win, but I think it'll uh, be much closer than the spread suggests.
1: Yeah, um, looking at this game, I'm going to be on the other side of things. I'm on, with the Eagles minus the six and a half. I think that resurgence that we saw out of the Colts in uh, last week, um, I don't think we see a repeat of that. I do think that, you know, in a lot of ways, that game benefited the Eagles last week, losing to Washington more than it hurt them. Um, Yes, it was a divisional game that they lost, but in a division where they're, it's looking like they may be likely to run away with the division lead um, or at minimum not be worried about a tiebreaker with Washington, I think it gave them a chance to see some of their flaws, some of the areas that they need to work on. And even though we will they will see uh, – be without Dallas Goddard for some time, I think they do have the offensive pieces – on that team to continue to put up some of the offensive numbers that we've seen, whether it be through hurts on the ground and through there, AJ Brown, um, miles Sanders in the running game and who I'm not sure his exact numbers in the passing game, but throughout his time in Philadelphia, he has continued to be a threat in the passing game, just adding another wrinkle that they can use offensively. Um, And so, yeah, I think just the spread, when I first saw it, me personally, I thought it may have been just a bit too low, in my opinion. Um, But definitely, you know, six and a half under that touch, under seven, I definitely like jumping on that spread with the Eagles.
0: All right, we're definitely on way opposite sides there. Um, but that's okay. That happens. Um, all right, I got my next pick. Um, that is, uh, watch the Commanders uh, minus three at the Houston Texans. I'll lay the points with the Commanders. Um, it's the only favorite I'm taking this week. Uh, looking at the trends, uh, they are going in favor of the underdogs, obviously. Uh, but I'm going to continue to ride the Taylor Heineke wave until inevitably ca- crashes. And, you know, they've won four of the last five games um, with their latest one beating the undefeated Eagles. Commanders are not scoring a whole lot of points, um, but it means their defense is playing well, keeping other offenses out of the end zone. Um, the Texans have one weapon, and that is Damian Pierce. Um, if Washington stops him, uh, then Davis Mills will have to beat them. And that's not um, great for them. Um, they kept Philly under 100 yards rushing, uh, so they they might be able to uh, at least slow him uh, slow him down. Uh, and I think they can. Uh, I think I think they can do that. Uh, Washington is four 0 and one against the spread in the last five games, and Houston is just two and four against the spread in the last six games. So I like the Commanders. It's just minus a minus three small spread. Um, for a a team that's, you know, it's really hot right now and uh, a team and a Texas team that looks like they're going to be the first pick in the draft.
1: Yes, I'm actually riding with you in the same game. I'm beyond the commanders as, like you said, this is a hot team that over the past few weeks has gotten hot and at least at the moment has shown the ability to maintain things. We see an offense in Houston that has struggled all season, and as you said, they basically are a one-trick pony And Damian Pierce. And Ron Rivera teams are known to be defensive-minded teams. The commanders have, for the most part, under his time as the head coach, have been defensive-led teams. And I think this will definitely be a factor in Sunday's game against Houston. Being on the road, minus three. I definitely think that it's a possibility that this game is on the lower side of things. We see, you know, a game total of only 41 currently. Um, I wouldn't be completely shocked if this game ended something like 2017, 21-17 in that range. Um, But I definitely got to go with the hot team and a short spread like that. I'll definitely take the minus three. All
0: right. We'll get to third pick which is the Chicago Bears,
1: plus three
0: at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and in terms of the spread, the Falcons have completely fallen off a cliff. Uh, they started 6-0 and haven't covered uh, a spread since. Um, Mariota has been inconsistent throughout the season. On well, the last two games, he's been especially bad. Um, doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, though the Bears have given up a lot of points on defense recently. Um, Falcons are just not the team that's going to take advantage of that. The Falcons have failed to score 20 points four times in the last six games. Justin Fields got this Bears rushing offense going. Um, they've scored 29 or more points in the last four games. Uh, so I like the Bears uh, to keep that their, their high-scoring trend going, and I think they can cover the plus-three spread
1: yeah if i was right if i was on that game i'd definitely have to lean towards the bears and their rushing offense um you know just to look at the atlanta in the past couple games you know they played my panthers twice in three weeks and in both matchups we saw the panthers were able to go out there and dictate a run game and lean and rely on the run game in both games and if i'm not mistaken in both games the uh Foreman for the Panthers had over a hundred yards rushing, if not close to hundred yards in both games. And this has been a team at, in the Panthers at times that has struggled to maintain a run game. And the Chicago bears coming in, we know they want to run the ball, whether it be with fields, whether it be with one of the running backs, they're going to want to lean more on the run game. The fact that you're getting points, I could definitely go with Chicago plus three. Um, My next pick this week, uh, a game I was looking at, uh, one second. I just wanted to double check. Oh, where'd it go? Oh, now they're messing with me. All right, go ahead. uh, Give your next pick because. I didn't
0: do that. My next pick is. Oh, well, I just
1: found it if you uh, want to. All right. uh, But, yeah, I was uh, looking at. The New York Giants and the Detroit Lions in this game. We see the Giants are minus three, and honestly, I do not know why this line is this short against the uh, Detroit Lions. I d- I would not be shocked that if this was a lower scoring game, and I could understand maybe this spread being four and a half, five in that range, but to put this all the way at three, and it appears to have opened in that range, I think this line is way too short. Um. I think people are expecting some sort of fall off from the Giants and not to say that it won't occur, but I definitely don't think the Lions are the team to slow them down. And I believe, you know, especially it being a home game, that we'll see the Giants cover this minus three by quite possibly a touchdown.
0: Uh, yeah, like I've like been saying, uh, Giants been disrespected by the odds maker all season long. Uh, that just shows up here again. I think the reason why it's probably just uh, a, a lower spread because Lions just won, Giants, uh, um, you know, um, and like I said, they don't believe in the uh, the Giants. So that, I think that's probably the reason for that. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I do, I do like Giants. I just stayed away from because I just uh, – I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm getting from the Lions. I mean, they come out and score a lot of points one day, and next day they don't do anything. So um, that's what scared me about that one. But my next pick is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Steelers are getting four and a half. And last week I bet on the Steelers without much confidence. And you know what? Going to roll the dice against once again on them. Um going to be much tougher matchup obviously than the Saints uh but divisional matchups always are. Uh the Steelers defense uh is is different, much better with TJ Watt back in the lineup. Um the Steelers got after Burrow in the last matchup, sacking him seven times. I had some and that game high highsmith had three sacks on him. Um and in and, and and just and just last game he had two sacks um and against the Saints one AFC Defensive player of the week. Um, and, you know, I believe uh, they're going to get after Burrow again. Um, it's going to cause them to make some mistakes, uh, just like it did in the first game. And I, at the Bengals, Bengals were able to come back in that game uh, to take it to overtime uh, last time uh, by um, most because uh, Burrow was able to throw it at Jamar Chase. Now this time, uh, Bengals are going to be without him. Um, so I don't think that they're going to have it as easy as a time um, doing that on offense. Uh, so, you know, like I said, my got paid off last time. So I'm going to go roll with it again. And I'm going to pick the Steelers.
1: With my next pick, I'm going to be riding with, you know, a team that you might, you know, you might like this pick. Dallas Cowboys minus one against the my uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, I like I that you
0: picked it, but I mean, I can't can't really go with Sean that one.
1: We'll see. I me, know. I believe a lot of people are riding the recent hype with the Vikings and their uptake in the first half of the season. And yes, they have played well in a lot of games, but I think the question is going to come down to how well does this offense perform against one of the better defenses out there especially a defense that can put pressure on the quarterback and you know not to say that jefferson can be um isolated or you know completely removed from a game plan but you definitely have the possibility in dallas to minimize jefferson's effect on the game get to the quarterback position still maintain and handle uh, cook in the running game and so I think we see more uh more of the offensive production than we you know people saw in recent memory when cooper rush was out there um now that Dak's back and had a couple games under his belt uh, and yeah just the spread being as low as it is basically a pick' em. Um, I would jump on the money line if it wasn't better odds to just play the minus one.
0: Yeah, his thing. Uh, I don't even know why we're favored. Uh, I don't even think we should be favored, especially on the road. Um, yeah, I, I, you said we need we, we have a good defense. It's talking. About, we haven't stopped nobody on the run. Uh, I don't think we're gonna stop uh, Dalvin Cook at all. Um, we our our corners uh, are banged up right now. I don't want. Uh, I, I mean, Trayvon Diggs is probably gonna be. On Justin Jefferson but they have other receivers that can do a number of Christian Watson um, working for the Packers who so haven't done, you know, and no connection with Rodgers before the Cowboys game can do a number on us. Um, I'm very scared of what I'm going to see uh, this week. Um, I was just I wasn't going to bet my Cowboys at all, especially what I just saw last week. Um, st- we're, we're, we haven't fixed the run defense. I don't, I don't feel like we're gonna uh, do it in this game um I, I, I said on on Monday's show I thought I think we're gonna lose um it's because we run running the same problems um I think the offense um can uh, uh, still keep up with the Vikings um especially if we get Zeke back. I think if we focus on the run games and tell stops being so goddamn stupid. And um focusing uh and just gets past happy all the time. If you on the run game, I think we have a damn good shot. Um and uh and one one thing, um, just like Rodgers always seems to be uh uh beating us all the time, making plays that um win the game against the Cowboys. I don't know why he always seems to play his best games against us, but whatever. Um Kirk Cousins seems to do the opposite. Uh he doesn't play well against us. Um he has a losing record against us. Um, he always finds ways to lose the game against the Cowboys. So that that's one thing that is on your side. Um, but yeah, I just stayed away from that game overall. No, I'm not gonna bet that. But my next, my last pick is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are plus six and a half. And by now. Uh, I think we've seen big point spreads in a divisional rivalry game. It's not worked out so uh, so good for the favorite. Um, now, six and a half points may not look like a huge spread, but it is for a team uh, with a winning record playing at home. Um, in the last matchup, uh, we saw Kansas, uh, Kansas City. Um, the Chargers were leading um, all three quarters. Uh, and they kept it close. Um, it was a three point game. They ended up losing. Um, but you know, that was on the road. This is at home now. And I think the chargers can play at least as well as they did the first game. Um, and you know, it, which may not give them the win. Uh, but at least I think it'll definitely cover the six and a half point spread. And that's all really I'm worried about. Uh, the Chargers are six and three against a spread in the last nine games. Chiefs are just one and four against a spread in their last five games. So I like the Chargers and a divisional man, and a close divisional matchup covering the six and a half point spread.
1: Yeah, I definitely think this might be a spot where you can take advantage of, like we said, a divisional matchup with a spread that might be too large for the matchup. Um I think I me mean, personally I think if you if someone was to make a play on this game as far as the spread it would be either taking the Chargers plus the points or just laying off the game completely um you know at at first look you, you know things say you know yeah the Chiefs they're putting up points all season long they seem to not skip a beat they've uh, been the Chiefs that they've been the past couple of seasons and, you know, we just – we've seen in a couple of different matchups across the NFL already in the past couple of weeks where that divisional game, you might – you know, as we were saying earlier, you can throw that spread out the window. Yeah.
0: All right. Your final bets.
1: Um, one that I was – oh, one that – uh yeah. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Cardinals uh, – in Monday night football, the Cardinals are just a complete mess. The 49ers, uh, especially with the addition of Christian McCaffrey have seemed to found, uh, find what they needed to help minimize, uh, Garoppolo in the past game, even more as far, excuse me, as far as, um, a reliance on, uh, the past game, uh, having the ability to move the ball and pick up chunk plays, even if it's not a 10, 15, 20-yard pickup. Even if it's late in the game, if you know you can hand the ball off and pick up five yards, that's still a valuable tool in anything outside of the two-minute drill. Um, The other pieces that they have there and just that first couple of weeks we've seen, This was clearly an addition that has helped this team a lot and has helped them click in a lot of ways, even as a couple of pieces have been banged up. They've been working through things a little bit. But looking at this Cardinals team, there's no way I can back them in any way, especially going up against the 49ers. And I'm going to be riding with that minus eight on the road, you know, kind of contrarian to what we've been saying. But me personally, I think, this Air, this Cardinals team that we're going to see is just going to be that bad.
0: Uh, and that's the Mexico City game,
1: right? I believe so.
0: All right. Well, that goes right into our question portion of the show. If you would like uh, us to ask, uh, answer a question, um, just leave it down in the comments below and we'll answer it on the next episode. But for now, my question was playing off that game, um, Mexico City, uh, it is a neutral field game, and uh, we've seen a lot of um, you know a lot of the European games playing the London game, and we just had the Germany game, and there's going to be a lot more international games going forward um, that they have planned. Um, so, how do you approach those games uh, betting wise? How do you uh, how do you uh, bet a neutral field game? How does the uh, s- spread look like, and um, yeah, what what all goes into that?
1: Well. Traditionally, it's been when talking about these games, we were talking about London. Um, this was the first time they've played in Germany. I know I think there's been one or two other locations in the u k that they've held games at. But for the most part, we were talking about heading to Europe, crossing the Atlantic with the with the game in Mexico. It's quite possibly this is going to be vastly different than what we've seen traditionally with these out games outside of the states, because we're not going to have that major travel and time zone change. Um, There'll be a slight time zone change coming from California uh, to Mexico City for these teams. But it's nowhere near what you would see, even if you were a, a an East Coast team going to the UK. That's still a five-hour difference. Um, traditionally, with the, the games outside of the States, I would just, in most cases, stay off of them. Because you don't know what you're going to get. You're talking about a lot of travel, a lot of routines, being upset. These are, you know players and coaches and staff these are people of routines you know you do things same in same out every day so I definitely think that it is possible that some of the tendencies or habits people may have had in the past towards these games may not apply to the Mexico game as much because in a lot of ways, it's not the same circumstances that these teams have faced in the past with games in the U.K. All
0: right. Hopefully, hopefully, I helped you guys out. That is our show. So, you can tell where they can find you at, Dweezy.
1: Yes, folks. Y'all can reach me at Backyard Action Media here on YouTube and also at Dweatherly90 on Twitter.
0: All right, You can find me at NFL nflkale twenty two. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and like I said, you find me on this channel for just this week, uh, Good Friends, metal Rivals um, uh, on Mondays. But that show and this show are moving to the new channel. Uh, that is Let's Get Ready Network, The Highlights. Please go subscribe to that uh, channel uh, so you can follow both uh, this show, Good Friends, Battle Rivals, and all the rest of our sports show that is on our network. You can find my articles that go along with this show on our website, always at the same place, which is let's get ready network.com. Let's go check out those. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, like I said, um, glad to have you back, uh, D Weezy. Um, always nice to have you. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I got. Um, So, yeah, like I always said, like like I always say every single week, let's get ready to make some money.